It's time to create better. Create better family, health, business, and self. Welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table. This is where we share tips about business and parenting. Being a mom of three, CEO of the award-winning company Easy Daisy's speaker and educator, you're going to learn the tips and secrets of successful and incredible people. Elaine wants you to be inspired, challenged, and motivated, and that person you want your kids to grow up to be. This is Real Talk for Real Life. Hi, this is Elaine Tancomo from Create Better. Do you offer a product or a service on your website and you see that people spend time to put things into their shopping cart because they obviously are interested in what you have to offer, but yet they don't complete the sale and they abandon their shopping cart. In fact, 68% on average abandon their shopping cart. So today my guest is someone I'm just thrilled and excited to share with you. I've heard him on stage uh, twice talking about how to avoid abandoned shopping carts and I cannot wait to share him with you. My guest is Paul Gaspar. He's a director of small business UPS Canada. He's a father of two, a husband, and he began his 30-year career with UPS in 1991 and Paul was appointed director of small business for UPS Canada in 2011. He is so passionate about educating and informing small businesses about the customized services, technologies, and innovations available for them to help them grow and succeed. He works with a small t- uh, a team of small business ambassadors who help communicate how to better leverage your tools and access that you have with UPS to help your business grow and expand both domestically and internationally. I cannot wait to share him with you. So let's go. Oh my goodness. I am so honored and thrilled to have you, Paul, here with us today. Paul, say hello to our listeners. Hi, everyone. How are we doing? Well, it's definitely an interesting time, and I'm, I'm hoping that everyone who's listening is doing well, staying healthy, and keeping safe. And Paul, how are you doing? Tell us, tell us a little bit more about you and how you and your family are doing during these times. Well, it's an interesting time, I think, to say the least. I think everyone is, keeps hearing this uh, over and over. Uh, COVID has obviously changed the world um, forever. Uh, I don't think we've obviously ended uh, at what the new norm will be, but uh, forever has changed uh, the world, both from a personal and and business perspective. But um, I need to say I'm blessed. Uh, Family's doing well. Uh, Business, which is UPS, is doing extremely well. And, uh, you know, we we continue to do our part uh, from a business perspective uh, and personally continue to do our part. stay safe, follow the rules, and, and help uh, family and friends as best as we can. And, and Paul, I, I know that we earlier was, were chatting about how real you are living it out with four people at home, uh, first year universities, child, a high school child, a, a wife who's working from home. So everybody is finding their space and, mm-hmm. and keeping sane. <laughs> is there a tip yes. for keeping sane in your household? Yes, yes. Everyone's keeping sane in our household, and and you're right about finding spaces. We, uh, we every once in a while we look at real estate ourselves, and what I found very interesting is you would see lots of times real estates indicate you know three bedrooms plus one, you know that type of thing. Where where now you're seeing three bedrooms plus office, right? So there's there's this push to to communicate in real estate that there's office space in homes now because so people are people are looking for that, but. Uh, but yeah, we, we're we're doing well. We uh, everyone is 
got their own space. Uh, we, you know, make sure that we don't interrupt each other as we're doing our thing throughout the day. And, and the one thing we talked about earlier as well, too, which is so true, is COVID has definitely brought family closer together. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and that's, you know, if, if, if we need to look for the silver linings in, in this pandemic, uh, that's got to be one of them because it's definitely brought us closer. I'm not spending long commutes to and from work and getting home and kids already had dinner. No, it's mm-hmm. we're sitting down together, having dinner, spending quality time together. So uh, there's definitely some good in all of this. I, I love that you highlighted that, that it is important to remember what we have and, and not what we lost. Mm-hmm. And yes. when we, we put our time into remembering what we have, then we appreciate that so much more. So thank mm-hmm. you for pointing that out. And you are the director of small business at UPS Canada, and I am a huge fan of UPS and have worked with UPS in my own small business of, of Easy Daisies, a children's product line. So I'm, I'm just thrilled and honored to have you here. And, and I need to know, you've been with UPS for over 30 years. Am I right? Is that correct? Uh, actually, as we're recording this, I'll be uh, celebrating my 30th anniversary with UPS. Yes. Congratulations. But, thank That's you. Fantastic. And you have a passion for small business. Why? Tell us how and why Why is small business important to you? Why is that a passion for you? Well, to, to really, I guess, explain that properly, I, I really need to, to talk about my, my career at UPS. Because, um, you know, 30 years at it with an organization really isn't the norm as to what you see today. Um, so uh, it's definitely not not um, a commonplace these days to, to stay with an organization for so long. But what I let people know is I've had eight careers at UPS. Wow. Um, and that's the great thing about the organization is that they promote you from within and they give you the opportunity to try different things. So I've worked in operations. I've worked uh, in a call center environment. I've worked in the accounting function. I've done every single aspect of sales. I've uh, I've supported uh, one of our uh, key, which is the store, uh, from a franchisor perspective, supporting um, the, the head office, uh, sales operations. Of course, now I'm in marketing with small business. But the reason I said all that is because the passion. When I was in sales and I started off UPS sales, I did work with smaller businesses, and and that gave me a great opportunity to to really. Um, understand small businesses and want to help them from a UPS perspective. But to be totally honest, it wasn't until I was engaged with the UPS store side of it, where I got to know and meet a lot of the franchisees and not just talk about the UPS side and how we help them, but really because we share the brand and the passion, really understand where they came from, what it meant to be a small business owner, Mm -hmm. uh, the good and bad, um, what challenge they had to face and and at the same time recognizing their passion and how proud they were of their location and their store and I think that's really where that passion that birth came from uh, from for me internally uh, was working with them so doing that and then coming back uh, and being asked to get into our marketing department to um, start up our small business program and we've always supported small businesses from day one, but really having more of a focus from products and solutions and everything else. Um, I, I think it was a great segue for me. 
um, going from UPS store, not talking to small businesses and not talking again from a sales perspective, but again, understanding their pain points and their challenges and what help they needed. And that passion just grew even more. And, and I know I talked to you earlier as well, too. I love talking to small businesses because that passion comes through. You just see that they're living it uh, and uh, being able to give a little bit of advice and share some of the knowledge I've gained throughout the, the years uh, and recognizing that it's important to them. What I've shared puts a big smile on my face. I so am grateful for everything you just said. And I, I love that you said that you've been in eight different careers within UPS. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that once upon a time I, I shared when I was speaking to a, a school that the average person changes their career seven times. Mm-hmm. And you did that eight times within UPS. That is amazing. And you you talked about how you learned about the value and importance and the passion of small business through the UPS stores. And mm-hmm. I just want to give a shout out to my local UPS store because mm-hmm. Stanley and Sylvia are the best people ever who run that location. And it is true. And you could see their passion through through their the way they greet you when you walk in to making sure that they've helped you with the solutions you needed when you walked in so that you aren't leaving without those solutions. And I love that word that you said, solutions, that you are now helping people figure out mm-hmm. um, the products and solutions that can help their business better. And, you know, I've heard you on stages and I'm always eager and I always have lots and lots of notes after you talk. And it was a no-brainer for me when I said, okay, I need Paul on my podcast because he does this fantastic, very informative talk about abandoned shop cart, shopping carts mm-hmm. in websites. Now, in the USA alone, um, online shopping in 2020 increased by 44%. Mm-hmm. And worldwide, last year, online shopping, e-commerce was over $4 trillion. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of of sales and profits and everything going online. And I would love to learn from you. And I'm, I'm so excited to talk to you. I would love to know right now, if you could think of three, three mistakes that small business owners like myself make and, and how we lose that potential customer or customer when they get to the end, they've spent all this time on our website and then they get to the end and they're like, no, I'm just going to leave. What are three mistakes that we're doing? So um, just so that the listeners know where we get our information from um, is, is with research that we do, not just in Canada, but, but in markets around the world that we're in. Uh, And it's called the pulse of the online shopper. Um, And it's a study that we conduct uh, again, globally uh, but what we found from um, most, and this is pretty much the same in most markets around the world, but definitely from our Canadian online shoppers, is that they expect a lot from their e-commerce experience. Mm. One thing that we definitely need to understand more now than we ever did is that one of the things that the pandemic definitely did was ensure that anyone that was already an online shopper became that much better at it. And those that were not yet experiencing that have now been forced to. Uh, And that will forever be the case. I mean, the e-commerce boom, uh, and you mentioned some stats, is is here to stay. 
uh, and it's going to continue to explode uh, around the world. So it's important to make sure that we're doing what our customers on our sites expect us to, to do from a customer experience. So, so that's what the study provides. Now, I, we can be here for hours talking about all the research, but I'll give you three. I'll give you three because I know we got to get through this. So one of the items would be cost of delivery is higher than expected. In fact, I believe it's about 49% of our respondents indicated that. Now, of course, the first thing you'd probably do is like, well, Paul, that's shipping, right? I mean, that's that's a, a challenge. And later on, if we have an opportunity, I'll talk a little bit more about, you know, how to manage that with free shipping and things of that nature. But right. really, really what this is about here with cost of delivery being unexpected is could consumers want to be provided information and options upfront. They don't want surprises, right? They, they don't want to go through... Um, your website, selecting what they like, going to a shopping cart, maybe having to go through three or four screens of, you know, creating my information, my shipping address, uh, to only find out afterwards, wow, here's how much it's going to cost. And I don't have any other options. It's just those one option. I mean, those are things that they don't want those surprises. Yes, shipping costs being higher than they expected can scare them, but knowing that upfront sets that expectation as opposed to going through a whole bunch of things and being scared. I I appreciate that. I, I did see a stat that said that 50, something like, yeah, 56% of people abandon their carts because of an unexpected cost. So yeah. I, I love that yeah. you're saying that. Put it up front. Let them know yeah. right away. Yeah, no surprises there at all. Uh, a second one would be preferred method of payment wasn't offered. We got to understand where our customers are coming from. Cyber hacks are holding businesses hostages with ransomware all the time. We hear it all the time. Uh, but what we hear all the time is those larger brands, those larger organizations that we all recognize that all of a sudden gets hacked and there's ransomware. And that scares us, scares us all as consumers. What we don't hear, unfortunately, is all the smaller businesses that also suffer from this mm-hmm. and unfortunately get hacked. Well, consumers are scared. Mm-hmm. So consumers want options with their payments. In fact, almost 20% of those that we surveyed told us that, look, if I'm going to go through your website, I want options on how to pay. Don't force me to pay by credit card. Right. I might want Apple Pay or PayPal or Google. I, I might want another method that I feel more secured with in order to process the transaction on your website. And if you don't offer those additional options, again, our research is telling us you're, you're losing almost 20% of your potential customers that have put an item in your shopping cart. That's a great, valuable point. And then let's wrap up with returns. I mean, it's the one thing that any business, online or offline, just hates talking about. We, we hate the fact that we got to deal with returns, talk about returns, how do I manage my returns? But we're thinking that usually from a business perspective. If we think about it ourselves as business owners from a consumer perspective, we expect that, right? We want to be able to know that if I don't like this, if I change my mind, that I will have an option to return with certain conditions, depending on who I'm buying from. So if we expect that, why do we not think that our customers expect the same thing, Mm -hmm. right? So we need to make sure because 11% of our respondents are saying that not having or not liking the return policy is enough of a reason. So one in 10 
of those items in your shopping cart that might have been lost could be because of returns. So have a return policy and communicate it up front. Again, I almost goes back to point number one, where you got to communicate up front. I've been on many websites where I check, I can't find a return policy anywhere. Even at the bottom in the T's and C's, it doesn't tell me. But as soon as I put something in a shopping cart and I go through several screens, then there's other information on the screen where I can read the return policy. Right. Sometimes that might be too late. So you really got to bring that up front. So. No, I appreciate that. Great three points. So number one is to, to be upfront. Don't have those hidden costs at the end. Show everything up front. So mm-hmm. nothing hidden. That second one is um, have multiple methods of payment so that mm-hmm. they can build trust and feel safe by choosing what they feel comfortable with paying. And that third one is have a return policy to think like that consumer and offer that. So I guess the tricky part is how to show all that right away. <laughs> but I guess there, there are ways to do that. <laughs> there are great ways to do that. If I could add, Elaine, as well, too, because we, I know we don't have time, but anyone that might be interested in saying this is great information, uh, they can always go to our website and download the white paper where they can get all of the other uh, tidbits uh, and concerns. And that would be at ups.com forward slash pulse. So if you go there, you can get all of the other details from our study. Perfect. And I'm going to have all of that in our show notes as well for those who are driving and should not be writing. (laughs) But I will definitely have all of that in our show notes and so much great information and resources on the UPS site. So this is going to take us to our next question, which is just extending what you were talking about. So, So how can we small business owners avoid or lessen those abandoned shopping carts and get more sales and make more profits? Absolutely. And again, I'll, I'll, I'll discuss three things here um, that I, I think would help. And in fact, I always convey to, to businesses that I'm talking about when they're looking at improving their online experience for their customers. Um, and because I, I could touch on the three points I just talked about on how to address those. There's APIs, there's tools, there's ways that you can address and reduce shopping cart abandonment. But I think where it needs to start And if you haven't done these three things, please, please do this as soon as you can. Number one is visit your favorite websites that you go to today. And of course, because of last year's pandemic, we've all become much more familiar with buying online. And we've got our favorite websites that we all go to. Some of them might be big brands, some of them could be local businesses, but we all have those ones that we really like what they have to offer, like the experience. So visit those websites not to go buy something again, but really to look at the website um, from, you know, to, to document it, to get your research from a consumer experience. Understand, you know, if I'm doing research on our website, how was that? Uh, how did I feel doing that? If I'm going through a shopping cart process, how was that experience? What information was shared? How easy was it? Um, you know, and even possible buy maybe something and understand, document what that experience was after I placed that order, what communication I received. You really want to recognize that, you know, these are websites I go to. So if I document exactly what that experience is like, how different is that from my own website? That takes me to point number two. Mm -hmm. ask family and friends 
to visit your website and interact. And I'm not asking mom and dad, because mom and dad are going to say, son, daughter, you know, so proud. Good job. Yeah, so proud of you. You're doing great. You know, get get that cousin you might see once a year that you know that you can ask to really visit your website and not be afraid to call your baby ugly. Have them go through the website. Have them buy something on your website or a product or server, what is, whatever it is that you're offering, mm-hmm. and be honest as far as what they thought the experience was what they liked, what they disliked about it so that you can address those as well. And then the third one, and this might be hard for some of you to do, but most of us have competitors. Some of them might be really direct competitors. Maybe some are not necessarily in exactly what I offer, but you know, try to compete in my space. Visit their website and do the same thing. Don't just visit their website incognito, but be a customer of theirs. Buy from them. And again, document what you liked and disliked about that experience, and then take that back, these three different experiences, and now you know what you think or your your family tells you and what your experience is, where you need to focus your energy on your website to improve the customer experience from that end. I I love all of that. And so true. If you're listening and you haven't done any of those things, do them now. like plan for it, write it in your agenda for must do tomorrow morning, because you know what? I always tell the women entrepreneurs I work with or, or get to speak to and in meetings that, you know, spend two hours, just block two hours every morning on money making matters, right? Like you can be yeah. busy all day long with your business and feel like you've done nothing and made zero money. But if you block out two hours to, to make, tasks on money making um, things that you need to do, then you will see that growth in your business. So what mm-hmm. Paul you're saying is is invest in time in research. Research your favorite website and why is it successful? Like you obviously love it for a reason. So why? What is that that you mm-hmm. love? Get other people to tell you about your site and and not your parents, but but friends who will be honest and brutally honest because you will be so grateful for what you will learn from them. And of course, visiting your competitor's sites. And, mm-hmm. and, and it goes even beyond just being on their site because once you put something in there in a cart and you abandon it, watch what happens. You will probably get an email. Mm-hmm. It will probably pop up somewhere and they would say, hey, you forgot about these items. And you know what? There's a 54% uh, rate of reopening. Like people will click onto that. And then from that, it was like something like over, like I think it was like 43% people will buy because you just now reminded them that they abandoned your cart. And you said, hey, here's 10% off. So yep. now they've just got more of an incentive to get the things they actually did want because they spent 15, 20 minutes on your website. So now you're like, okay, fine, I'm going to do it because you're giving me 10% off. So mm-hmm. you're going to learn so much. Now, Paul, I want to ask, you, you've you met so many small businesses. I would love for you to share a story of you, you don't even have to use the company's name if you don't want to, but an example of a small business who who turned things around and and changed something in the, how they do business online so that they were making sales and profits. Do you have a story that you could share with us? Oh, do I have a story? Uh, yes, I'll, I'll, I'll limit it to one. 
a limited to one, but there's so many. Um, uh, I'm talking to someone that is could, could be the story right here and then, but um, but obviously everyone knows your story and your success as well. But um, the one I like to mention is they're, they're called area event, and the reason I want to talk to them or talk about them, I should say, uh, is because. Um, it's not just a UPS customer, but I also know uh, the owner um, and uh, we, we've had discussions. I'm also a customer uh, so, uh, uh, this past year of their product as well. So uh, I think they're a good example, again, even though I have a lot. Uh, so Area Event, for anyone who doesn't know the name or recognize them, they basically provide um, uh, registers for your home for, so you basically your vents that you have for your heating, for your air conditioning, uh, even those that are for your, um, your fans and your bathrooms, uh, they provide registers, but their registers are ones that allow you to actually put an insert. So instead of having wood or a metal grill, it allows you to put an insert to be, uh, basically mimic the rest of that area. So for example, if it's a, a register that's on the floor and your room is tiled, you could continue and put tile in there as well too. So uh, it might be hard to envision. You need to visit the site to see I, it. I but... saw the video and I am so impressed. It's okay. very, very elegant and professional and, and beautiful. Great product, great product. So much so we did renovations at our home this past year uh, and, and we use their product uh, throughout our house as well. But, but I had uh, uh, Paulo, who is the um, the father. Uh, Roberta's the one that runs the business, the daughter. But uh, Paulo reached out for me just as the pandemic was hitting, mm -hmm. and the reason for that is because um, they recognized a couple things that uh, with the lockdown that was forthcoming uh, in in Ontario, and they're based here in Ontario, that they would have to uh, basically uh, shut down their own warehouse that they had and not be able to do their orders. Now, some of their orders are going to retail locations, but they were really growing and doing really well with their online orders. But what they also had done uh, the year prior was set up with UPS. And we've got fulfillment solutions for small businesses. And I'll discuss that a little bit more later on, but because they were already utilizing us, we were in some cases fulfilling some of their online orders and in some cases they were doing it from their location. Well, the, Paulo reached out for me because they were in a bit of a panic, recognizing the lockdown was coming and their online orders were growing because of that. They wanted to understand whether or not we were still going to be operational. And UPS being considered an essential service, even our fulfillment continued to operate. So yes, even though they had to shut down, we were able to still fulfill their orders. So the reason they had a great success is because they were able to outsource their fulfillment, which was one area that really hurt a lot of businesses mm -hmm. globally because of fulfillment just being shut down. Mm -hmm. uh, and the other part of it was that they already had a website presence and were able to focus their energy there to grow it even more, which was another area that businesses, if they weren't already doing that, was a problem, but for them it wasn't. So they were able to pretty much not miss a beat and continue to see growth and success throughout the pandemic and continue to do so today. So they're one of many, but uh, but again, a great success story uh, themselves and, and we've been able to help them a little. Fantastic story. And, and, and again, you provided that word solutions for 
this small company who was growing rapidly and quickly during pandemic and and you were able to help meet those needs um and i have so many questions as regarding regarding that and i'm just going to ask them because i'm wanting to know so is there a website able to integrate with ups so that consumers are are able to see the shipping rates of ups off their mm -hmm. website yes Absolutely. So, uh, so you do see that on their website, uh, totally. Um, and uh, I even believe they provide time in transit. Uh, I, I'm going from memory now, no, that's but it's definitely something you can do, and I and I think you can. Yes. And All and right. Paul, is is there a, a middle partner within like ShipStation or something that integrates UPS, or is UPS able to go right on to someone's website and offer? Uh, shipping options. So, so we've got um, we've got APIs, uh, which are the, the basically the interfaces, uh, and we've got different ones. Uh, okay. I, I, I I've lost count, <laughs> no. uh, but but basically uh, they're available uh, to businesses, our customers, to download and integrate on their own platforms if they want. Okay. Uh, and many startup businesses are doing that. Some of them are just going their own way. But many are also on marketplaces or utilizing other platforms. Uh, you know, we know them, you know, the Shopify's of yeah, the world, the e-commerce. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, ShipStation, all that. Uh, and pretty much all of them have uh, also the same integrations with UPS. So uh, some might have a fee associated with them. It depends on the relationship you have with those platforms. Okay. But they've got most of our APIs, our integrations, where you can pull in producing a label, getting a rate, uh, tracking information, uh, access point locations, if you want to direct a customer to an access point to pick out your package instead. So, and the list goes on and on, but, but those about, are there and they're available. And Paul, what about with EBI services? So if you were uh, selling a product to a mass retailer and they required EBI setup, would is that something that UPS? We, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, we do. We've well, got I'm going to talk to somebody. <laughs> I'm not going to take your time to explain that to me right now, but I, I would okay. love to know more. Paul shares so many great tips and strategies about how to avoid or at least decrease the amount of abandoned shopping carts in our websites. So we want to keep this short and sweet. So please catch the rest on the next episode. See you there.